Hello, my darklings. I'm your ghostest, Christy Kroll, here with the freshly laid and beautifully glowing honeymooned Ashley Key. Hi. Aloha. Aloha. How are you? I'm great. I'm very zen. I feel that vibe. Yeah. I feel that. I'm working on that island vibe, so. <laughs> You're still on island time, baby. Yeah, pretty oh, much. This is Auditities and Clitorosities. Oh, yes. Thank you for joining us. Yes. I haven't seen my best friend in a week. I know. And y'all are privy to our reunions. Right. So. Right, because we usually don't go a few days. Yeah. I mean, we we at least talk every single day, but being over a thousand miles away. Did you look at our location? We I share was... <laughs> we share location, by the way, because we stalk each other all the time. I, w- I did look at your location. Wasn't it sad? It was, it was mixed feelings. Yeah. It was sad because you were so far away from me. Yeah. But it was really cool to see your little icon floating on an <laughs> island. <laughs> There's Ashley in the middle of the ocean. Like, oh, look at her go. <laughs> That was my first time in the Pacific. Um, Brandy and I went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. I did take so. a screenshot of your little icon at LAX. Yeah. Because you're Hollywood Ash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how fancy. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's in Hollywood. No. She made it. She's going to be a star. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> But yeah, it's good to be back. Um, it was gorgeous and beautiful and fun, and we swam in a waterfall. You and swam in a waterfall? We swam in a waterfall. And you know how in the movies, how they'll have, like, this really, like, long-armed and legged petite woman and, like, this teeny tiny little string bikini with, like, napkins covering her nipples and... <laughs> Metallic she, ones. Exactly. And she's just... <laughs> methodically and relaxed swimming to this waterfall and she stands up underneath it and it looks all effortless that's fucking fake as fuck (laughs) by the way life is not an herbal essences commercial oh my god that is i've never in my life so and we swam in the middle of the pacific right we swam in the middle to go snorkeling which was also hard because the the water was very very choppy oh, right yeah, that, so that makes it difficult yeah and it was i'm a little bummed out and i would love to try it somewhere else too but i'm glad i got to experience it got to see a whole bunch of trigger fish which are super cool because that's my favorite saltwater fish um anyways so we go to this waterfall and they make everybody wear life vest it's like 30 feet down i thought it's because of it was so cold because that water was <sighs> obnoxiously cold and you get in and like yeah you get in and you like freeze like so you can't really move so it makes sense that they make you wear life vest well the waterfall is not even tall like it's not even a tall waterfall but it's gorgeous right so we're swimming up to it and then you get probably I don't know 30 40 feet away from it and you're literally swimming on a fucking treadmill like, it's so hard. It's so hard. Brandy had to, like, power swim all the way to the edge off to the side so she could, like, like cling on to the rocks <laughs> and, like, claw her way to the waterfall. I just, like, Superman posed it straight out and just kicked as hard oh my as God. my little legs can kick and finally reached out, grabbed her hand. But it was... 
So it was hard. We helped this little old lady try to get close to it. A little old lady. (laughs) (laughs) She was like swimming and like barely reaching Brandy's hand, and yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool once you got up there, but fuck. So expectation, herbal essences, commercial. Yes. Reality. The ending of Deliverance. It, correct. <laughs> yes, 100%. That is more accurate. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm picturing. Is <laughs> this thing Deliverance when his leg just snaps, <laughs> stabs, like slices through the skin? And what was his name? The... Oh, God, I don't remember. But yeah, I mean, it's just like. So if you ever are hiking. And you see a waterfall, and you're exhausted from hiking, just stay in the lake mm-hmm. area in the little pond. Don't go to the waterfall. You'll be exhausted. You'll drown. Don't Fresh do that. Fresh air is for dead people. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It sounds amazing, though. It was. It I was mean, so much fun. visually. It was so much both fun. Both humorous and Yeah. Uh, the plants were just ridiculous. It literally looked like you were walking through Jurassic Park because of how big and massive, like, all the plants and... Uh, the monsteria that were like growing up all the trees and like I mean there were literally you know how like ivy will just crawl up trees here Mm -hmm. that's how like these pothos were bigger than my head and these monsterias going up they were just huge as long as my arm and it was crazy that is so wild I struggle to keep my monsteras happy yeah like uh, mine are probably my biggest leaf Hmm. I'm trying to think of a size comparison. Probably about uh, about a basketball size. Okay. For my one of my biggest leaves, whereas my friend Keith's monsteras are like the size of my body. Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that could just swallow me up. It's crazy. <laughs> well, then whenever you first go to the waterfall area, they have. There's cliffs all around you, and it's like they have a lot of red clay. Mm. And so it has the red clay cliffs all around you, and then about halfway down, it has these um, nets that shoot out at an angle, and it looks like dinosaur nets, like to keep... Brandy had said it was to keep the dinosaurs out. (laughs) I think it was to keep all of us in so the dinosaurs can just, like, pluck us out like little hors d'oeuvres from... (laughs) Or like little, <laughs> what is it? The little um, the claw. Yeah, the like claw has chosen. We're literally little cocktail shrimps <laughs> sitting in that little <laughs> waterfall pond, just like bloop. <laughs> You're marinating. Exactly. All roads lead back to Jurassic Park. Yeah, little little <laughs> ceviche, little human ceviche. <laughs> Oh, I can just, like, picture you, like, okay, you know how Dita Fontese does the whole martini game? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm picturing you, like, side of a, like, shrimp cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking cocktail sauce about. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> Take six. You're pretty great, too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what are we talking about today? What the fuck are we talking about today? We are talking about the one, the only, the legend, Krampus. Oh, yes. This is one of my favorite wintertime delights. Yes. I'm, I'm so ready for this. Anything that kidnaps bad children 
Any oh. folkloric thing that kidnaps bad children is entertaining. You are in for a ride, my darklings. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Let's go. Krampus is a Central European half-goat, half-demon, full badass legend with cloven hooves and large horns that punishes rotten children at Christmas time. He is believed to have originated in Austria or Germany, as his name is derived from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Oh. All things go back to the claw. The claw. <laughs> or the Bavarian word Krampen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen her face when she did that. <laughs> Meaning dead or rotten. Oh. As with any myth, legend, or folklore, Krampus's origins and stories are pretty widely debated, but ultimately have a similar theme. He is evil. Dun dun dun. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> While our knee-jerk reaction is to smack that big red pagan button on the ass, his exact origins are unknown. According to one particular legend, he is the son of Hel, the Norse god of the underworld, or realm of the dead. However, many folklorists and scholars agree that he is thought to be based on the alpine pagan goddess, Perchta, from the upper German and Austrian region of the Alps. Oh. I know, that was a fun little... That surprised me, because I did. I thought it was originated in, like, Celtic or pagan beliefs only that's cool um we'll get to that yeah uh a quick synopsis of Perchta, just so that we can kind of get an idea of what we're dealing with here um she was the upholder of cultural taboos such as their prohibition against working on holidays i get it she right. would absolutely detest corporate america but that's beside the point right right <laughs> Uh, Perchta was said to roam the countryside at midwinter and to enter homes during the 12 days between what Christians consider Christmas and Epiphany. That's right. The 12 days of Christmas is also heavily steeped in pagan tea. But I digress, and we don't have time for that rabbit hole. (laughs) We could honestly probably do an entire episode on Perchta. Like, she is a wild ride. Yeah. (laughs) She would know whether the children or young servants of the household had been on their best behavior, honest, and worked their little fingers to the bone all year. And if they had, they might find a silver coin in their shoe the next day. However, if they had not behaved up to her standards, she would slit open their bellies, remove their stomach and internal organs, and stuff the hole with straw and pebbles. Oh, how delightful! What (laughs) an icon. Can we talk about these stories that people used to tell their children? And nowadays, kids can't watch Harry Potter without people freaking the fuck out. We've gone from telling children that they're going to have their bellies slit open and stuffed with straw and pebbles to gentle parenting. Yeah, like, lay down and go to sleep, little Timmy, or you're going to get disemboweled. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? That's epic. I love that. Suddenly a lump of coal doesn't sound so bad. Right, right. That's fine. Right. I mean, okay. Yeah, we we could we could do an entire episode on Perchta, but that's her she synopsis. She sounds fantastic. She, there is a lot yeah. on her, and I'm like, ooh, this is. 
I'm going to keep this as brief as possible because I don't want to give away too much if yeah. we do end up getting to do an episode I would her. definitely put a pin in that topic because she sounds fun. I thought you'd like her. Yeah. So, back to our homie Krampus. <laughs> so, ultimately, Krampus is really the demonic version of Santa Claus or St. Nicholas, while Santa is a mega creeper that watches you while you sleep to make sure you aren't being a naughty little rascal, Krampus doesn't necessarily give a flying fuck if the child has been good or bad. He decides their fate based on their holiday cheer. Oh, fun. (laughs) (laughs) So festive. I know. (laughs) So if you've lost your Christmas spirit, you could be susceptible to Krampus dragging your ass through the gates of hell to torture you day in and day out. Perfect. That you better being, sing those fucking carols. You better sing them all. You better know them by heart. You right. better be shooting hot chocolate out your fucking nose. I was about to say, jingle <laughs> bells right in, right in your anus. Right there. Just... Right there. Just <laughs> shove a jingle ball up your ass. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, Krampus. I have Christmas spirit. I have my jingle ball in my ass. I'm good. <laughs> Twerk it out. Right. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a
grab Krampus's back hair. Hold on. Right. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm. Oh, I subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> when not whipping the tar out of kiddos with birch rods and chains, he likes to thrash the chains for dramatic effect, like the flamboyant queen that he is. Yes. That being said, not surprisingly, much like the gays, Krampus was also banned by the Catholic Church and fascists. Oh, hmm. shocker. Makes it hang. Right. It's fun putting Catholic Church and fascists in the same sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone's going to strike me with lightning one of these days. We're going to see when that happens and what happens. Right. We're here for it. Reverse my ions. So, although Krampus has different physical descriptions, for the most part, they share some characteristics. Krampus carries a large sack on his back for stealing children. It's also sometimes a basket. Um, And as have been said, is covered in chains and bells. He is half goat, half demon, covered in hair, which is usually brown or black. Except for my favorite depiction of him as a pure white Yeti goat ripped yumminess in the movie A Christmas Horror Story. <laughs> yes. Have you seen that I one? Have. Oh my god. I was I was a little disappointed that they didn't take an opportunity to do a she Krampus in that. Right. But big ripped Yeti goat. Oh yeah. That that one got me, guys. That one made me tiptoe through some kinks and fetishes and figs that I need to evaluate. <laughs> <laughs> but I also had a crush on Scar from The Lion King when I was a kid, so that's beside the point. Um, he has cloven hooves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes one hoof, one human foot. And horns of a goat, as well as a pointed tongue and fangs. Oh, Now, a little bit of a trigger warning if you do an image search of Krampus. Um, Images of him were commonly used on holiday cards at a point in history when anti-Semitism was rampant in the part of the world that Krampus originated. Um, This means that the imagery of Krampus, aka the Christmas Devil, on these Christmas cards was heavily influenced by certain physical attributes associated with Jews. So just a little heads up if that's something that is upsetting or triggering for you to see. It's pretty blatantly obvious. Um, You know, they associate Jews with the Devil, Krampus is the Christmas Devil, Obviously, the Christmas devil needs to look like a Jew, so... That's ridiculous. It's it's pretty disturbing, and people sent these out on holiday cards! Merry so, Christmas! Merry Christmas! Here's my hate card. It's so gross. So, yeah, I just wanted to give that trigger warning if anybody did a, a Google image search or Bing image search, whatever search engine. I don't know. Don't sue me. <laughs> um, on a lighter note... While I couldn't find anything about Krampus having a cat companion that you brought up, Uh um, Iceland has an honorable mention in the realm of Christmas time creature features. Yeah. The legend of Yolakadurin, Yolakadurin, aka the Yule Cat, is about a giant black cat who eats children and the occasional adult that doesn't receive new clothes before Christmas Day. Oh. (laughs) Oddly specific. That's interesting. (laughs) 
So while this seems like the old school version of today's holiday commercialism, during the Dark Ages in Iceland, wool production was the only way or the highway. So since wool clothing was the only thing they could afford to give, it only made sense that if you didn't receive new clothes for Christmas, it was because somebody didn't finish their tasks. Hence, Jolokadurin came to be, to scare bored children and lazy adults into completing their work. Oh. The Yule Cat peeks through windows in search of those who didn't receive new clothes before chasing them down to devour them for dinner. Yum. Yummy. <laughs> Lots of... Lots of being eaten. I was about to say, <laughs> why are there so many creatures eating humans? Because we deserve it. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. Because we are garbage people. That's, yes. It's just, it's so wild. Like, how did we go from this to ho, ho, ho? <laughs> Everything has to be softer. Damn Coca-Cola. I know. Soft drinks, soft Santa. <laughs> Um, so I have some fun Krampus facts. I'm so excited. In lieu of Santa's preference of milk and cookies being left out, Krampus prefers a treat of a more spirited variety, and it is customary to offer Krampus schnapps. Oh! uh, Krampus is a cool guy, I'm telling you. I was about to say, I feel like he's more my speed. I concur. Yeah, eating children. (laughs) Chasing it with schnapps. Schnapps. Rich rods. Yeah. Velvet daddies. Horns. Oh, horns. <laughs> In some of the aforementioned Christmas cards, uh, Krampus has a strong sexual overtone and is portrayed as pursuing buxom women. So it turns out you and I are his type, Ash. Yes. And he's also bisexual. Look at that. Krampus is bisexual. He's into the thick ladies. Yes. He he likes schnapps and BDSM. Perfect. I think I know Krampus. I think I know the human version of Krampus. I do. You're looking at her. (laughs) (laughs) You have a podcast with her. (laughs) And the plot thickens. Another runner-up in the foreign holiday visitors is the fellow Germanic being, Belsnickel, whom was featured in the season 9 Christmas episode of The Office when portrayed by Dwight, who took it upon himself to decide who was impish and who was admirable. Being admirable yields you a modest gift from Belsnickel, whereas impish behavior results in being beat with a switch. (laughs) Belschnickel is still commonly recognized and celebrated among the Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, and again, this is a whisper of a summary. Yeah. There's, I want to get into the Yule Cat. I want to get into Parchta. I want to get into Belschnickel. Like, there is just... <laughs> this opened a whole door of this, Christmas creatures. All the Christmas creature features. I, I went down so many rabbit holes. This is as consolidated as I could get it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh well, the final honorable mention in Holiday Creature Features goes to someone that all fans of the show Friends will resonate with, the Holiday Armadillo. Yes! The Holiday Armadillo is Santa's part Jewish representative for all the southern states and Mexico. (laughs) But if they are in the same room as each other for too long, the universe will implode. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Holiday armadillo. Yeah. 
That's why Santa doesn't come around here because we're infested with holiday armadillos. But they don't they don't leave after the holiday, so these are confused armadillos. Yeah, they just kind of root around. And yeah, don't know I what to do. I think they're cute, but they fuck up foundation. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, the foundation of Texas is pretty fucked to begin with. True. So, I mean, they're just trying to show us the way it should be. Right, right. Build stronger houses. Build stronger. Build armadillo-proof houses. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about the hurricanes. Worry about the armadillos. Right, (laughs) armadillo-proof. You're going to love this. There's a super... Heavy metal spectacle that is held on the evening of December 5th, a.k.a. Krampus Knot, every year in Salzburg, Austria, where hundreds of participants dressed as Krampus run the streets wielding pitchforks, rusty chains, and torches, scaring thousands of spectators. That sounds like the funnest time ever. You think that sounds like fun? Some even go so far as to actually cause physical harm. Oh. So it's like a Krampus oh. purge. I know. I saw that little <laughs> light in your eye. Oh. oh. Looks like I know what we're doing for next Christmas. Next Christmas, we're going to Salzburg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's been pretty crazy. Like, people have been hospitalized from this Krampus purge. <laughs> Well, they should have put their jingle bells in their butt. They should. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't listen. You're not holly jolly enough, you assholes. Right. <laughs> um, if you are close to the Houston area, you can exchange your Christmas cheer for some Christmas fear at the 13th floor haunted house. They are doing a Krampus-themed haunt that I will actually be attending. Um, the Fright Before Christmas, this weekend, December 16th and 17th only. Oh, how exciting. So, it's it looks super rad. I yeah. love I love haunts. And yeah. um, the fact that this one is Krampus-themed right. is just... Oh, I am not emotionally ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm totally geeking out. My I can't wait to hear all me. about it. My friends are going to hate me. <laughs> I've been blowing up the group chat on Messenger. I'm like, are you ready? Does everyone have their tickets? Did you sign waivers? It's <laughs> like ignoring me. And I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> cool. Noted. I'll be there. Got it. I'll, I'll see you if I see you. <laughs> oh, another fun fact. Last year, uh, Christmas of 2021, mm-hmm. Yule of 2021, Whatever you want to call it. I started my period on Christmas Day. Therefore, for the past 12 months, my darling husband has referred to my monthly uterine shedding as menst- and menstrual cramps as Krampus. How cute. Menstrual Krampus, if you will. Menstrual Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> and my last fun fact that I've got for you is Portland photographer Lance Allen Reese. That's um, L-A-N-C-E-A-L-L-E-N-R-E-I-S did a photo shoot featuring a she-Krampus that is out of this world incredible. Um, And I actually shared those pictures on our Oddities and Clitorosities Facebook Book of Faces. Uh Uh-huh, I saw that. So if you want to go take a peek, they're incredible. It's a she-Krampus, guys. It's a Krampus with tits. You can't... there's there is no 
there's nothing better in this world right. than a tree Krampus. Right. Right. Like, what what else do you need? Other than the white one from A Christmas Horror Story. Yeah. But, I mean, she Krampus. Right. Right. Sounds like fucking badass. I searched for, I am not exaggerating, at least an hour and a half trying to find any mention of Krampus having a pet kitten with a candle on its head. And I couldn't find anything except the Yule Cat. That's crazy. I'm going to have to look into it and see, because I did hear it on another podcast, so I will search into their podcast notes. Please do. And see what they came up with. I was so disappointed in myself. I'm like, (laughs) I talk about anti-Semitism, but I can't talk about this kitten with a candle on its head. Right. How cringy. Right. But we got the Yule Cat. Hey, perfect. I didn't know it ate kids. That makes me happy, too. They all do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's why, why are we eating children? We're not the Catholic Church. Damn, the Catholics are taking a birch rod beating today. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm just, I can't get over the fact that Santa's Krampus' velvet daddy. I'm like, (laughs) whenever I heard that, like... Nobody was talking about the sexual undertones of that. Right. Everyone was just like, he's bound to St. Nicholas. Like, like got a chain around him like a dog or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Santa's his velvet dad? Right. And that's all. I cannot stop fixating on that. Well, and I mean, it just shows you how soft we are as humans now, you know? Because listen to the stories back then. And... I don't know. Uh, that's a whole nother soapbox that I can't get on. But. We always do. Though. I know. We always venture <laughs> off into rants. Um, but no. So I, I'm I'm here for it. And I think we should tell more stories about creatures eating bad kids. I concur. Because kids are. There's a lot of fucking awful kids out there right now. I. Uh... There are a lot of fantastic little kids. Um, I, and I just, I do like fucking here's to the parents that are parenting their children. And of course we can't speak on parenting tips because we we don't don't have have kids, kids. but I don't need a kid to know when a kid's being fucking awful. I was a kid once and I didn't even like kids when I was a kid. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Same. But no, I mean, there's some like that are just so cute. One of our mutual friends has this cute, cute little girl that she's like, hello. <laughs> she's oh, this... I love her so much. I know. As and soon it's... as you said that, I knew exactly who you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and it's so cute because she'll be like, hello, you're just so pretty. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so precious. It's so cute. first time I met her, she, like, <laughs> wa- just waltzed up to me and was like, hello, I'm fill in the blank. And I was like, hello. And she goes, I like your hair. I'm like, oh. I like your vibes. She's like, thank you. And this girl's like three. Yeah. She <laughs> speaks like a fully formed adult human thing and just with the squeaky little voice and this little pinch her little nose. She's so cute. I know. I kind of low-key wish that we had had this Krampus discussion before you went on your honeymoon so that the little snot-nosed brat kicking your seat the whole flight back, you could have just turned around and sweetly told 
about Krampus. Oh my god. Like, gather around, children. <laughs> I've got a tale to tell. Of uh, a goat man that'll eat ya. I, well, and that was, thank god, that was only one flight. But, oh, goodness, that whole flight, there were. Krampus would have been full. <laughs> he would have been full. He would have burst at the seams because all of the nightmare children were on that flight. <laughs> he would have been like the, uh, the, the, person that died from being a glutton in seven yes (laughs) just children just pouring out of his stomach (laughs) he's just sitting at the back of the plane just like slowly threading his stomach back together god damn it not again i know i know (laughs) i knew i shouldn't have had dessert (laughs) so as a kid do you how do you think you would have taken krampus stories as a child um I feel like I would have been mesmerized because even as a kid, I liked all the weird stuff. Yeah. I loved A Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. I preferred that over a regular Christmas movie. Right. I loved The Grinch. Like, I've I've always loved, like, the... I loved The Grinch before it was cool. Yeah. Like, rooted for the, rooted for the villain. Right. Always cheered for the wrong guy. Exactly. So I feel like I would have been very mesmerized by Krampus. Yeah. I would have, I I definitely feel like I would have, like, been fascinated with him, but low-key terrified. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Especially because growing up, like, um, the house we lived in whenever I was young, young, there was... So it was the back of the house. My dad had built it. It was the back of the house and a small pasture, like so a small fence line. And then maybe a hundred yards after that was a tree line. And it was like oh, all woods. In those woods. Oh, exactly. And it was on like forty six something acres. So it, I I used to like occasionally I would crawl out of bed and like pop out and look out my window <laughs> real quick to see if I could like see anything trying to like spy on me i wanted to surprise it so can you imagine if you popped up and there was something right in front of i would have fucking peed relatable (laughs) (laughs) well it's so crazy whenever we moved in there there was an owl that would sit on the fence post and look into my all the whole time it would look it would sit on the fence post um for that pasture right next to my bedroom window and that's whenever we first moved into the house. Well, then I had moved over. No, because they built the other room for my little brother. So then he would look in that window that would look into my little brother's, like, hospital room that he had, the one that passed. Um, and then he, like, flew away and we didn't see him for a while. Well, then right after Wade died, he came and he sat on that post again. And he would just sit there all night long. So it was, as a kid, I was comfortable with it, and it made me feel like that, you know. Like a guardian almost. Yes, I know some people don't like this. (laughs) I don't know where it's going, but go ahead. Well, not like, not not quite spooky yet, but, you know, the whole cultural appropriation thing, you're not supposed to have spirit animals but oh i thought we were talking about aliens <laughs> oh no we're getting there oh <laughs> but you know i've always been very drawn to owls yes. and every like i mean they they have definitely guided me in a couple different ways in my life and any massive changes like in my life that i have there's always an owl sitting 
watching over my house for at least two or three months before it happens. Like, I always know something's coming. And it's been like that since I was a little kid. Like, I was five and six whenever we moved into that house. So, it's been a whole thing. Um, so, whenever I was young, I thought it was super cool and I felt protected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got older. Mm-hmm. And I saw whatever that fucking movie Ugh. was with the psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever that interviewed those people and that white owl would sit out there and it ended up being fucking aliens right now i'm like i probably had little fucking aliens creeping in on me and we all know that that just i hate that so bad so you just like creep up to your window to try to pop up and see what's at the forest line and you pop up and there's a tall gray just staring you dead in the eyes with massive huge dark black oval eyes staring back at you and then you wake up and you're laying in the middle of the floor and you don't know what happened and it's been six hours right and you have a microchip in your heel we gotta go okay (laughs) this was fun (laughs) we still need to do our drunk alien episode we've been promising it for like ever yeah since episode one i'm fairly sure yeah probably Thank you for letting me get super just geeked out and psyched about Krampus. I'm here for it. I love it so much. I think I think he is a tale that needs to come back. I concur. He needs to come back. He needs to be more streamlined. Somebody needs to write a children's book about Krampus. Point taken. Yeah. Do that. I will. You do that. You do that. I will write a tale as old as paganism (laughs) put jingle bells in your butt don't forget always christmas cheer (laughs) or you'll be you'll be beaten with birch rods and chains by velvet daddies (laughs) a little submissive santa's santa's sub right like this safe word is like jingle bell rock Darklings, I hope you uh, chained in and uh, shoved jingle bells up your butts. Yep. Shot some cocoa out your nose. Enjoyed our Krampus discussion. When you said shot cocoa out of your nose, I got this image in my head of like somebody having like hot cocoa shoot out of their nipples. (laughs) Oh my god, like Katy Perry style? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like Katy Perry so, style. So, okay, we need to rephrase this then. We need to shove a jingle bell up your butt, shoot hot cocoa out your tits. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get chained up, jingle bell around, find a velvet daddy. Save fruit cake if it gets too intense. Save <laughs> fruitcake. <laughs> Only if it's fig heavy. Oh, Only if it's fig heavy. <laughs> Oh, that was a literal knee slap. Oh. <laughs> Shut that. up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a giggly one. We've 
We've missed each other. I know. We've been away <laughs> for too long. All right, my darklings. We hope you enjoyed listening. Um, maybe next December 5th, we can all celebrate Krampus Knot. Put out some schnapps for the big for the big woolly guy. Yeah. I would really like... I So, I believe... I saw on the Book of Faces a couple weeks ago that they're having or they're trying to start planning. They're trying to plan, excuse me, some kind of Krampus parade here in Houston. I need to headline it. Yeah. Well, I feel that. I will dress up as Krampus. We can, we can, like, one of us can, like, sit on the other one's shoulders (laughs) Not where I thought that sentence was going. And we can, we can like, wear big giant horns and, like, do crazy goat walks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is I'm it? Trying, what is it? I'm just what? trying to make us really tall because we're not. What's a crazy goat walk? You know, like, <laughs> it's got, you know, your shoulders have to move with it. Okay. And you got to toss your horns back and forth with confidence. Yeah. A little, a little tail a little wiggle. wiggle. <laughs> when you wiggle your tail, the jingle bell in your butt just jingle bell. You hear the jingle bell going. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're back from Hawaii, Ash. I know, me too. <laughs> all Thanks right, for listening, guys. Malika Miki Maka, all that happy jazz, happy hauntings. Blessed Yule and bye. Blessed Yule.